This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Good evening, this is Love Sport Radio and I am Matt Beadle here with the guys from the Chelsea Fancast. It is, of course, the Chelsea Fan Show. Stanford Chidge, Clayton Beerman and Dan Silva here with me on this wonderful Friday evening. How are we, chaps? Well, I I mean, I haven't had the pleasure of the... I saw Dan, I think, in the pub last weekend and I I waved to Clayton who sits around the corner from me, but I haven't actually seen them... You know, properly for ages. In real life. No, yeah. we were having a really good chat actually, and saying how how happy we are we and are euphoric very, we are. We're very excited about this season. It's like you know, Christmas. Joy and calm and karma. It's just like wonderful. Joy, hands and hearts and voices. Voices, hearts yes. and yeah. hands. Brilliant. We're just wonderful. happy. Um, I'm happy about that, gents. That's a dirty dancing reference, by the way. Yeah, just no, an FYI I, for well, you. I'm very happy. I didn't know. We are, we are, we're having the time of our life. <laughs> There it is. Oh. We've got a theme running through the show. Minus there points for Dan. Swaggy does it. Let's not overload the show this week. But I'm happy that you guys are happy because we do a lot of fan shows on this station. Yeah. And a lot of the time, it's all a bit doom and gloom. Even even when they're doing well, like even Spurs, when they're, they're doing unhappy. Well. Or yeah, well, I tell you what. They're oh. never happy, these oh. people. They're the never Spurs happy. fan show at the moment is... Is it? Oh, oh, yeah. Can I come on as a guest next week? Oh, I'd love you to. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's good, right? It's good. A great result in the week against Grimsby. We're going to get on to that. We're going to look back to that defeat against Liverpool. But should it have been a defeat? Plenty of talking points there. Of course, looking ahead to the Champions League with Lille and, of course, the clash with Brighton this weekend. But we're going to start with Grimsby, gents. Mm. An outing Mm. for the youngsters. It was good, wasn't it? It was fantastic. It was an incredible night of football. See all these kids coming on. It's a joy to watch. I mean, there's definitely a happy place back at Stamford Bridge now. And they, they were absolutely outstanding. You know, yes, it was Grimsby, but you can only beat what's put in front of you. And they really stood up and... Doesn't matter, does you know, it? To a man they were, or to a boy, they were absolutely brilliant. A, a debut for Rhys James? Yeah, I mean, we were just discussing outside. The, the, the highlight for me was the, the two other kids, mm. the kid kids that came on, uh, was Matson and Enduro. And they came on, and I know it was last half hour, and you could see that Grimsby were really flagging. But to watch these guys just step on, it's something I've said before, looking at these players, they just are like ducks to water. They don't look intimidated and they basically, they're all good footballers, which I suppose you've got to expect. But seeing these two guys come on and then forgetting that you've just seen Rhys James make his debut, score an amazing goal and just be very, very good. Billy Gilmore, who looks like a mascot, just completely <laughs> dictate and wouldn't get pushed off the ball by, you know, these big strapping guys. Um, and just fantastic. And seeing Callum hudson Doy back, which was good. Just a, a really wonderful night. I mean, yes, it's Grimsby, but as Dan said, it's only what's in front of you, yeah. isn't it? I, yeah. thought it, I thought it was really interesting what Frank said afterwards about uh, hudson Doy because he, he wasn't... 
shall we say, effusive with praise. It was kind of a, well, he did okay, but he needs to get better. You know, and I, I actually thought I'm glad to hear that because yeah. unlike the likes of Reese James and other of the kids who are yeah. coming through who haven't really had a chance to break through yet, Hudson Adoy at the end of last season was the big I am, you know, all the hoo-ha, brouhaha even <laughs> about going to Bayern Munich. And I thought that that was actually quite clever management by Frank, you know, praise him but don't don't make you know don't give him too much of a big up yeah. yet you know because i think frank recognizes how good this kid is yeah and and i think you're 100 percent right um i think that if you're going to be completely honest about the, the the game i think in the first half both he and pulisic were were bang average and um didn't do very much in the second half they both came into it i was i, I think the only thing that was missing from that um was Pulisic scoring because uh, I don't know what you think Dan but I think his body language certainly the first half he looked really down really really low on confidence but I think he really picked it up towards the end yeah I mean he had a couple of chances when he was put through and the keeper did make some really good saves because I think uh, Rick Glanville was sitting with his parents in the pub before the match oh yeah, yeah. really yeah, they were in chat with him the Grimsley goalkeeper yeah Oh wow! So wow. he said, promised it won't be a cricket score, and it very nearly was. But I think it's, I mean, Callum's second half was looked really sharp. Could have had a hat trick. Pulisic was unlucky when he had a cross shot. It's, it's great. They both got ninety minutes. Um, it gives Frank a nice selection problem for the weekend. I mean, Pulisic. Uh, that's been such a hoo ha all week. And I like the word hoo hoo ha brew ha. Is that from Dirty Dancing? It as could well? be. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Ask Matt. He's the fan. Okay. Um, <laughs> But, you know, there's been a real hoo-ha about Pulisic all week on social media. Um, t- to the extent where apparently all the match-goers are, are racist because we favour English well, chaps over overseas players. I mean, we've been saying on the show for weeks and weeks and weeks that we think there's a huge talent in there. You don't get to play for Borussia Dortmund and play in the Champions League or, or international football at that age unless you've got talent. But I wonder, like many even you know bigger players, more experienced players that have come before him, it might take him a year to adjust to the different game that is the Premier League. So I think you need to be patient. And I think the thing with, you know, with one thing we know, I think, with Frank, although I can't say this with 100% certainty, but I don't see Frank as being the kind of manager who will decide who his best 14 players are, keep to that, and anybody that's not in that 14 can, you know... Just disappear. Like you said, with um, Tamori, he's in because he's performed very well in training, and now he's in three or four games. He's made himself pretty much first choice centre half. So it's good having managers picking players on form, what they're doing in training, as opposed to the fact they're going to sell shirts. But I think he'll be patient with Pulisic. I don't think yeah. he will discard no, he him won't. out of hand he early. He won't have him in if he doesn't think well, he's playing well enough. But he, he, but he will keep he working can't afford with him. to discard anyone. No, exactly. Well, we got no transfer. You know, so well not for a, until it. June next year, July next year, well, possibly maybe December. You never know. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Look at slow starts. Frank had a very slow start at Chelsea, so he knows better than most. Well, he does indeed. I mean, I think that's a really good analogy, actually, mate. I mean, I remember how disappointing Lampard was in that first. Yeah. I mean, we used to call him Frank Lamppost because obviously we're hilarious. You know, me and Martin <laughs> having had about eight beers, but <laughs> but we did because he he didn't, he looked out of his depth. He 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 obviously having been at West Ham, he now found himself at a big club. And it was all a bit intimidating oh, for him. Oh, oh there's the thing. I, was, <laughs> sorry, I was going to say I, I agree with you with regards to Pulisic. I like what I've seen of him so far. I think yeah. he's very direct. We keep saying on the show that if you're a, an attacker who runs at defenders, then you're going to have something if you've got a bit of pace. He can yeah. finish. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. And patience is key. I don't know whether the whole him looking down and his body language not being good is the fact that maybe he needs yeah. some patience in the sense that yeah. he probably thought it was going to be yeah. more of a, a yeah. firing start at That's Chelsea. Really he, was, he was regular at yeah. Borussia Dortmund, as we know. And maybe he's thinking, well, do you know what? I'm not playing enough. But and I he think... probably realises how difficult it's going to be to break Absolutely. in he's it's... surrounded by super players. And it's a different landscape yeah. in the Premier League. There was all the, all the hype that people saying he's coming in to replace Hazard, which was absolute rubbish. But he probably got he thought, right, I'll be the person who'll come in, yeah. I'll take Hazard's spot. And, and and he's probably trying very hard and disappointed in himself that he's not performing. He knows that he can do better. Um, but, you know, he's 20, isn't he? Yeah, yeah I think so. 20, yeah. 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 yeah he's, not, he's, he's very, yeah. very young. And I think yeah. we've, we're so quick to judge yeah. now in England and especially the Premier League where a youngster maybe has an off-season or off-half a season. Oh, yeah. he's not good enough. He's so young. Yeah. He's got so much football yeah. to play. But I think, like you said, with regards to those who were in, like the Rhys James, the Billy Gilmores, 
the difference now with younger players is they don't seem to have as much fear. I don't know whether it was different back in the day and youngsters that came through at Chelsea, whether it was different. But I, I've got a theory yeah, on that, actually, Matt. Yeah. I've got a theory on that. And, and it is, I, I've been amazed at how easily Mount, Abraham and Tamori thus far. I mean, I, I, you know, obviously James is only, well, James you can include from his performance on Wednesday, but you're exa- exactly right. The thing that surprised me most is how comfortable they look. They look like they're born to play for Chelsea. But actually, if you think about it, these kids have been there since they were eight years old. They've had the entire culture of hist- uh, culture and history of Chelsea imbued into them, a way of playing. They, they feel and they know that they belong at this club in the way that somebody like Pulisic, who's a young talent from overseas and has played in a different league, probably doesn't. And it's just been remarkable. And I don't know what... I mean, maybe it's just because Frank's there and we know that they have to play that's made the difference mm-hmm. because Loftus-Cheek struggled, didn't he, in comparison? Yeah, it took a long time for him to really find find his form. But, you know, Joe, Jody and um, Jodie Morrison and Joe Edwards, they're so crucial for yes. this, this development. Yeah, because totally. they've, they've had the kids since they were 12, totally. 13, 14. They know the mentality. They know what makes them tick. And these guys love Chelsea. You saw the, all three of them scoring the, the Wolves yeah. game and that photo that went on social media, the three yeah. of them. That's... That's beautiful. I mean, that, as a yeah. fan, seeing these kids from four to 18, 19, 20 scoring for the first team, it's just such a great journey. Yeah. And, and, and in game, sorry, go on, Clay. No, what I was going to say is what you, you also uh, can't forget this season is that they're in the team. There's three of them. Yeah. You know, there's not just yeah, one of them. Totally. Because if you've got one kid coming in and he's sort of overawed by all the superstars that are around him, but you've got three or four guys who played, have played in the same academy team for the last 10 years. Yeah. They know how each and other play, and they know actually, and they can support each other on the pitch, which perhaps they don't get that support if you like just a single person who's just been thrown in, which is why on on Wednesday night when the two babies came yeah. on, there were already four academy players on there. Yeah. So they just joined them, and it was just like it's no big deal because I played with him in the youth yeah, team yeah. last week or last. And I mean year. Hudson and Doyne Gay played in the under 17s World Cup winning side for England. Yeah, they did. You so know. they played successfully as well. Yeah. I think that's the key. They won stuff together. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd like to ask you, gents, if look a seven-one win over Grimsby isn't that uncommon at this stage of the Carabao Cup in previous years? You've had many, many hammerings at this stage of the competition. But did it feel different this time out because of the players involved and because of what's happening at Stamford Yeah, because I think normally we play, you know, a low league team, and he's managed to put a very strong team out. You know, oh, lots of first God. team regulars, and then suddenly they'll bring on, you know. A player with ten minutes to go in the game, six one up. He's got no time to impress. You know, this time there was there was kids the whole way through, and it was great to watch. I mean, like, I think Jose always took the cup very seriously, and he used to play the, the very strong team, and he would give kids ten minutes when the game is won. Now they've got ninety minutes to, you know, like Ian Matson at centre half, he got a whole match to prove, you know, how well he could do. So it was it was good to see. I mean, listen, spank anyone in the cup is great fun, mm. but it was more fun I think on on Wednesday night. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good point that you make because. Um, I, one of the worst games I think I've ever been to at Chelsea was that we played Scunthorpe in the FA Cup in the third round. And this was when Gus Hiddink took over from Jose the second time round. And that season was a dead season. Like from that point on, I mean, I know he talks about saving us from relegation. Well, we were never going to go down. But that season was just perfect or just that, that point was perfect for him to play kids. We basically had Scunthorpe in the third round of the FA Cup and he played a full-strength side. And it was just like, what? why mm. Why are you doing that? Yeah, I mean, it's just nuts, was it? He had nothing to lose. No. I mean, we, we give out this theory, don't we, that this year is different primarily because, um, because of the circumstances we find ourselves in and that it's Frank. He will get a pass for a year and he won't have the pressure that other managers have had to win something and to save his career. But you could have said that about hitting. Hitting, exactly yeah, nothing that. To lose. Nothing at all, and yet no. he still did it. Crazy. Yeah, and you don't get that collective groan when someone scores. It certainly wasn't like that this week as well. When the goals went in, mm. there was a real like, yes, yeah. Reese James has scored. Yes, yeah. Hudson Adore yeah. is back. Absolutely. He scored. A real yeah. difference. And of course, it's it's Manchester United up Who? in the next round, Who? chaps. Manchester. Who? Yeah, for the fourth time in succession, actually, that we've got you lot in a cup competition. Of course, because yeah. of the FA Cup antics in recent seasons. Yeah. Mm. And of course, interestingly enough, last season, for me, personally, was the turning point yeah. in Same Sarri. I, 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 I've, do you well, know there, what, There was Matt? one particular minute. Well, no, I was going to say, I, <laughs> I, I, that's the only time I have left a match early at Stamford Bridge in a huff. I actually, after that happened, I, I, I said, I cannot sit here and watch this anymore. If you are going to bring on 
uh, Zappa Costa. Oh, it was a Zappa Costa yeah. game, wasn't it? Of course it was. Then I am done. I'm going. I'm with, not with prepared 10 minutes to sit more. To go yeah. and two nil Trying down. to beat United because yeah. this is the point, Matt. Mm. It may just be the Caribou Cup, but we love beating United. It's mm. a big old match. It and is, a, and it's a cup. We love winning cups. We've had, you know, the last look, twenty we years. We love Man United. Big game. Yeah, man. just big you, game. You got you on the bench. What do you do? You bring him on for ten minutes. You go for a goal. No, he just goes. You do know. you remember that mental one that was like five four or something? I can't. Five, that was five oh, three. That was, we that was were... League Cup as well. That was yeah, the last yeah. Time. Remember that? No, yeah, that was the FA Cup. We were three. No, no, it was. It was, it was the no. That was you're thinking of the ninety seven ninety eight season yeah. when, when United Beckham, went Beckham, yeah. five, up, five nil up and we That's scored it. three goals in the last ten minutes. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, and Lasso scored a chip. That was a that was a League Cup as well, wasn't? I think you were three 0 up at one point, weren't you? Yeah, that was the season that United. That was that Sir Alex Ferguson's last season at United. Yeah, but Sturridge I think scored for Chelsea a couple of times. Michael Keane was at the back for United. Yeah. Changing times, oh, that, of course. And Wilson up front, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, yeah. something like something that. Like, yeah, something yeah. And, and, and of course, the FA Cup was in the, the... The recent one you're talking about was in the midst of the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer revolution at United, which has slightly changed. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. We're going to look back on another big game for Chelsea, which was against Liverpool last weekend. Love sports. This is indeed Love Sports, the Chelsea fan show with the guys from the Chelsea fan cast. Stanford Chidge, Dan Silver and Clayton... Beerman, I'm Matt Beadle. We're with you through until 8pm. If you want to join the debate, of course, it's very easy to do so. Call us 0208 70 20 558. You can WhatsApp us on that number as well or tweet us at Love Sport Radio. We are going to move on to, well, I'll move back, I suppose, to the defeat to Liverpool at the weekend. A 2-1 defeat, but should it have been more, fellas, or less, I should say? Should it have been a draw or indeed a win for Chelsea? Uh, I think a draw would have been a fair result. Um, I, I, I do. I left there. I mean, it's really funny. I haven't seen these boys for a while, and I and I, and I said to them both, I said, I, I left. I mean, I can't stand Liverpool, as you well know. No. You, you and I worked, worked together for a while, and you, you know how much I loathe them. Uh, so to lose to Liverpool is one of my worst feelings in football, and yet I left that stadium really feeling quite upbeat and, dare I say, somewhat happy and euphoric. The way that the, the, the crowd, uh, we, this is what we were talking about, wasn't it? Mm. The way that the crowd cheered uh, Chelsea off at the end was really just amazing, you know? It was... Ju- it, we were trying to think of if we've ever seen that before. Well, we have to seen it before. Extent, but but no. not to that yeah. extent. There was, it was just spontaneous. It wasn't planned or anything, but the whole stadium stayed behind... Yeah. And stood and applauded because you actually saw the players. A lot of them were on their knees. Yeah, they had they given were. absolutely everything. And I, I, as a football fan, I don't care how crap somebody is. It doesn't. As long as they've not left anything out there, mm-hmm. you can forgive them anything. And it was it was an extraordinary feeling. And, and Chidge's right to come away from a ground having lost to one of your biggest yeah. rivals. Mm. And walk out with a spring in your step yeah. and a smile. It's bizarre, isn't it? Bonkers. Yeah, so many positives. And that, I saw well, yeah. Jonathan afterwards, and we did a little video thing, and even he was quite positive. Well, that's saying something. And he's cause... normally like really depressed when we win. I mean, what's his, going on? His bar is just ridiculously high for enjoyment. I know, and yet he was all right. He was cool. He was really quite I, reflective and philosophical about it. Because arguably Liverpool probably, you know, in terms of the curve, four years ahead of us, four and a half years. Yeah, easily, easily, and they've got a very, very good side. I hate saying that, but they've got they've got a good side, and we we match them in all departments. Do you know what I thought was interesting, Apart actually? set pieces. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of, of fear that I'm getting already that they're already five points clear of City and this might be their year. But yeah, what I saw actually was interesting. I think they are vulnerable. If you go at them, if you have a go at them, they are vulnerable. And they were... This was the thing, Matt. I think this was... You're not so sure. Well, lay me out, mm. right? The last 20 minutes, when Kante got that goal, we battered them. They were so... They were clinging on to the extent that they brought Milner on for Firmino. And they were kicking the ball anywhere for the last 10, 15 minutes. They they were worried. They Com- were hanging on, mate. Composure's gone. They were, the second half, they were very, very ineffectual. Yeah. I mean, mm. uh, Salah, Mane, yeah. Firmino, I mean, uh, barely... You know, I'm not saying they're, they're a poor side, no, Matt. They're, I, they're I, a good, very, 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 very good side. I but think, they are not invulnerable. No, and I agree. And I think we, we upped it in the last half an hour. We were outstanding. But they, they had played a European away game. So, and well, I think yeah, they were true. slightly leggy. I yeah, mean, yeah. That, that's the only thing I would say. I mean, just going back, that they are a good side. They're a great side. But in the first half, they scored two goals, both of which were set pieces, both of which were badly defended. Or oh, the first one, you can't really defend against second that. second one shouldn't have even been a free kick. Well, exactly. first one was definitely the, the, a free the, kick. He was offside when he got the ball, yeah. I thought. But yeah. that, 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 he, can't he, just, but he, jumped, he jumped well, into Aspie. Yeah. How's mm. that a foul? 
you can VAR it if we're going to look back to the Chelsea goal well, that wasn't given, which we'll get onto yeah. in a moment. But I, I mean, ultimately, if you actually look at that first half, those were their two chances. They didn't. I can't remember Kepa having yeah. anything to do apart from the yeah. pick the ball up and that. Well, exactly. <laughs> which is the story of our season in many respects. Yeah. You know, creating lots of chances. You know, putting them away to the to an extent, uh, but being suckered. You know, and it seems to happen always with set pieces. I'm I'm furious about the second goal. It should never have been a free kick. The first one, I hold my hands up and say that was a brilliant free kick. I mean, yeah. I know people were complaining that nobody went out to meet the ball apart from Jorginho but blimey Trent Alexander put some, that away uh, so apparently some people thought Kepper was at fault I think oh, the, guy, that was the guys top, on top the bins. TV top bins top bins what, the first goal? I mean what was he no, supposed no. to do no, no, that was, pick, that was, pick the ball out of the net as Andy Gray you, you wouldn't say that were two goalkeepers no I mean they, it, was a, it was a cracking yeah. free kick Nonsense. they said the same about De Gea with Cresswell's free but, kick uh, I think they said a hand of a poppadom or something but sorry no no go on mate I was going to say to go back to your point about Liverpool we won't dwell on them as a team because this is the Chelsea fan show but I agree with what you're saying my concern is that they're winning despite all of this. And well, they're Liverpool. doing it without their first-choice goalkeeper yeah, yeah. as well. I mean, oh, to have their luck, mate. Mm. You know, and you do... Well. You do. I mean, I'm, I, I say that only partly pithily. I mean, you do need luck during a season to, to win trophies. You certainly do. I'm a bit miffed because they seemed to get an awful lot last year. Some of those VAR decisions that went their way, getting that 89th-minute equaliser against us when we'd batted them for most of the match. You know, they, they, they're getting a bit of luck. Uh, I hope that uh, the... Oops. Bad. He's a popular man. Yeah, guess who yeah. that was? That was Jonathan Kidd. There we go. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, the bottom line is I hope it evens out throughout the season, as people often tell me that it does. Um, having said that, we, I think we, I mean, I asked the question on Monday Night Show, actually, is, is Lampard an unlucky manager? Because I don't think we've had an awful lot of luck this season. Decisions we, going against had, us, we've injuries. Had no luck this season. No, there you go. No luck. But it's going to happen that you know you can't i don't want to be a fan that just says oh we're really unlucky that's no, why no, we're losing you make your own you know luck. the bottom line is you talk about var which we're going to come on to but ultimately we we sort of appallingly defended the second goal that's not var's yeah. fault that's not you know and then I'm just reading Jonathan's text <laughs> now, now you've stopped i might as well read it jonathan has just texted me you'll like this matt mm-hmm. Uh, what's the Chelsea connection with Dirty Dancing? The lead character is... Well, I'll ask you. What is the, the connection? You'll never get yeah. it. Just, the, lead char- the lead character being Patrick Swayze. No, I've got no idea. The lead character is Francis Baby Houseman. Mm-hmm. Peter Houseman played for Chelsea <laughs> in the 1970 Cup final. I thank you. Well done, JK. <laughs> Unbelievable. Jennifer Grey at her best, of course. Please, continue. No, I just... I, you know, I don't want to be bemoaning our luck. You start making no, your own that. luck. So... It, it's, no, I, I, I'm not trying to use it as an excuse. No, no, no. Just I merely know, as a I know fact, you're not, you know, that, that, that we haven't think, had much yet. Yeah, but I can't say that Frank Lampard's an unlucky manager. Mate, look, I'm not trying to excuse our defeats and yep. all the rest of it. That, that, that we have a we have a serious a serious problem to address. We've shipped 13 goals. Only Watford or Norwich have shipped more goals than us, and about 80 to 90 percent of the goals we've shipped have been through set pieces. We're set, we're defending at set pieces only because apparently. Uh, Frank not, thinks that we don't have big, big enough, enough. We don't yeah. have big enough players to yeah. do man for man. Um, it's it ain't working, and he's got to he's got to find a way to mitigate that because what was what's become clear over the last few weeks: savvy, smart teams with good coaches like Liverpool are targeting us, and even Sheffield United, even Sheffield yeah. United, and it's yeah. the, a, a, what about forty years that record to conceding at home to thirteen those thirteen goals in the six yeah. games. That's like a forty year record. Yeah, you know. We just, you know, we like, we like, so, we like breaking new so, records. So mate. the black and white of it, on that, on that note, the black and white of it is the fact that there is no home Premier League victory yet. No, under Frank Lampard, no. is that something to be worried about? No, no, not at all. No, oh, no. This, this, this is a work in progress. Mm-hmm. There's going to be lots of bumps in the road. We're seeing massive progress already from everything. So I think generally, most level-headed, reasonable Chelsea fans are just very happy, very set the way things are going. And I think we'll, we'll get our win. If not this weekend, not not too long away. I mean, no, no one's no one's worried about results per se, because the players are making progress. Frank's ethos is taking shape, and they'll you know we'll let in goals, we'll score goals. You know, let's see what happens in twelve months' time. You know, come, come I think make. the other thing you have got to remember about the goals is that I'm not sure we've had a settled backline no for more than two games in a row, or more than eight due to injuries. Yeah. Because basically it keeps changing. Well, Emerson, Christian, and Rudiger have all been injured yep. so far this season. I mean, Liverpool game. We shouldn't sort of yep. underestimate the fact that we lost two out of our four mm-hmm. starting defenders, 
uh, within 40 minutes. That being said, I thought Alonso had a, a he did. stunning. He game. did all right. Yeah. The, the young lad that came in and Zuma played very the well. The young and experienced yeah. lad Alonso. Yeah, I know. beautiful hair. Oh, he's lovely hair. Or nearly set up Mason Mount. Well, it did set up Mason it Mount, did. who probably should have scored. Perhaps should have just put yeah. his foot well, through I mean, it rather than trying to place it. Last five minutes, you know, when as I said, we were battering them. Uh, Batshuayi should have scored. Alonso arguably should have scored, and Mount should have scored. So we were creating. We were we were ripping apart a mm. team with the best defense in the league. Yeah. So, and I think therein lies the point. I, I, I'm not sure if I entirely agree with the chaps about not being worried. I don't think it's ideal not no. having one at home. But I think if, I mean, Frank is right to a degree. He's caught in a rock and a hard place when he says this. But if the performances are good and the attitude is good, then you just have to believe that the results will come, although it's not ideal. And I think clearly the performances are improving. They are getting better, you know. And I think... In that situation, you shouldn't be worried. If you see a team looking completely inept, clueless, and just mm-hmm. done every match, then you're just thinking, well, we're toast, aren't we? That We're not seeing that. We're seeing a team that's not far away. Absolutely. Now, there is a note on this sheet, of course, VAR. We're oh, going to have to touch on it. What is it good for? You know my opinions. Absolutely nothing, nothing Matt. Yeah, there we go. Say it again. What, what, what is, is it good for? <laughs> I... I... Yeah, it's just a complete shot. I mean, can we discuss the goal? By the way, before actually before we go on about the goal, I I didn't see the reaction on Sky Sports after the game. I was away doing something else abroad, but I did catch the reaction, the analysis on match of the day two. There was not one reference to the goal. I don't know whether that's because it's against Liverpool. Who knows? Who knows about the media bias, Chid, that often is talked about BBC on this station. Yeah. But there was no reaction to it. What's your take on the, the disallowed goal? Be absolutely... Pedantic, it was offside. I mean, yeah, but, but it's, yeah, it's, but, it's but, not. But, let, me, let me finish. Oh, let, me, let, me, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> but for me, technology should have stopped at goal line technology. That was where human error can be, you know, black or white, overline, not overline. Human error for goal line technology yeah. is inexcusable. Yeah, now yeah. now there's that was the best way to stop it. Now they've done this. Everything is, you can't separate a goal because I was like, oh, wait, wait a minute. The referee's not getting back to the centre line. He's obviously checking it. I thought. Mm. I know. It was, you know, we're talking like not even millimetres. And phases of play. Yeah, well, that, that's the one yeah. thing that I don't get and I don't actually understand but is the phases of play. Because when we played Norwich away, when Norwich scored their first goal, Tammy Abrahams was fouled when yeah. the Norwich player yep. won the ball. Yep. And then two or three phases later, they scored. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between what happened? Because apart from the fact that Yes, he was offside by a foot. We didn't then score for another at least two or three phases of play. Mm-hmm. So it it's very frustrating. I mean, in some respects, I actually it's the first time I've experienced that. Um, it was different with the the Valencia thing because the referee went over and had a look at monitor and this, that, and the other. What with the handball? No, yeah, for the penalty. That should never have been a handball, by well, the way. No, but but the point is that's the first time I've been in a stadium, and as far as I'm concerned, football's dead. Yeah. It, it's not yeah. the Kill, game that I started it. Absolutely kills it. It's just ridiculous. You know, the, the, the best thing about going to see, I mean, obviously your team winning, but the no, most... that goal being scored. He's scoring yeah. a goal. And, and the you're taking that yeah. away. And the fact that Aspi was celebrating, the fact that a tweet went out, which then people laugh at that. I think that's sad. I think that I makes do. the game even more of a mockery. People go, ah, oh, look what Chelsea did. Well, do we want to laugh at that? Mate, I, oh. I, I hugged two people, a person yeah. next to me, two of them, they had kissed them, and I've never seen them before. And then there's Dave, who, who sits next to me, usually was in front. I fell over, I fell down a row in my effort to hug him yeah. for nothing. Mm. The joy is being but sucked out of it. Absolutely nothing. And what I would love to see now, I would love to see players. Just not celebrate and go. What do I do? Because that's the only Pointless. way they're going to make a point of it. Because we're drowning every sinew of emotion. To, to do like but, a VAR signal, like of yeah, just, a goal, yeah. just go up to the ref. Go, go on. What right, do I they, do? They've got no, no one knows. They've, they've got a Bennett. Did you read the Barney Rone article in the Guardian? He put. He put. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Barney, but it was a brilliant article. He hates it, and he 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 used the term. You'll like this as a lawyer. Deus ex machina which is God out of a machine. Right. And that's what's happening. You've got little geeks in a room in Stockley Park playing God with our football. Mm-hmm. It needs to yeah. stop. But I said this at the very start. We've come so You've far now. Consistent about this, it's yeah. going to take a radical change to get rid of it. And then as soon as a big decision isn't given, everyone's going to say, well, if we had VAR, that would have been given. One of my big issues is the fact that Azpilicueta came out after the game and was like, and I guess they've been given this as the company line that they have yeah. to say, there's nothing we can do about it. We just have to accept it. What it's going to take is a player or numerous players and managers to come out and say, 
this is a joke. We'd just rather not have it in the game. I was, I was listening to a, a podcast in the week and they're talking about it's all about the money now. Um, there's so much money in the game. They, 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 they've taken the, the art of human error out of it because yeah, so they, much money. But they, they haven't, Dan. Even in that decision, you can say it's interpretive. How, how, how offside do you have to be to be offside? Well... Well, I mean, how, how dead as dead far as our goals can And surely isn't it about advantage no, but, to the attacking side? No, how our, can our being goal, to a millimetre yeah, offside but, have an advantage no, to the attacking our side? our disallowed goal was about 1,800 yards compared to the Tottenham one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, yeah. obviously, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not bothered about Tottenham having a goal. No, but no, but no, going back to the podcast, I'm saying what happens is when the goal goes in and it's the whole is run away from you, the player's mentality just changes that second. It's deflated. It's like, oh, we, we haven't scored. And that's maybe why it switched off for a minute. Because it's, yeah, it's all, it's all about emotion yeah, and that's yeah. being taken away. It is. I really totally. want to talk about this more, chaps, but we're going to have to wrap it up and right. move on. It's a Chelsea fan show on Love Sport. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is Love Sport. Oh, this is the Chelsea fan show on Love Sport. I've got to say, the, the debate about VAR has continued yep. in those Absolutely. ads. You won't be surprised to hear, but as... Stanford Church has said it will rumble on and I'm sure we will get back to it on future shows. We're going to look ahead now, of course, to the trip to France in the week in the Champions League. A first ever clash between Lille and Chelsea. Some interesting players in this. Yeah, I I was amazed by that when I did a little bit of research. Um, They've got uh, Jose Font, who used to play for Southampton, of course. Uh, He's their vice captain. Loic Remy. Oh, wow. Loic. Who knew? Sick note. Who knew? Sick note. Yeah. Uh, and this is my favourite. Timothy Weyer. Mm. Chelsea uh, connection he, there. Son of George. Is he, is son, he of, son of, of Son of the Liberian president. Yeah. How about that? Gabrielle, does, does she still wear a patch? I don't know, mate. I don't know what James But she's not, a, she's not a patch on Timothy Weyer, though. Uh, and uh, Renato Sanchez, who, of course, played for Swansea, didn't he? He did indeed, yes, on loan from Bayern Munich. Jonathan Okone, a good player as well. He's been playing for the French under-21 side, I believe, in the European Championship last season and scored on his debut for the senior side as well recently. He looks very handy with a decent left foot. I I think they're a decent side. Was there anybody else in there that you you boys know that was any good? No, I was was looking at Jonathan Bamber. That is not the Bamber that uh, that famously played. Sol Bamber. (laughs) Sol Bamber, who played... uh, no, no, that's the Cardiff guy. Who was the guy that that um, Harry Redknapp bought after he oh, retired God. and gone off yeah. to Russia? Wasn't he a Bamber yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you mean. Yeah. Oh no, Samba. 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 Oh, yeah. Samba. Sorry about Samba. that. Samba. Yeah, he and was. The Sambas and the Bambas mixed up. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, fellas, an interesting start. Well, an interesting first ever clash with Lille. I mean, are we, are we confident between the two teams? Yeah, of course. There is also a link. Uh, Eden Hazard was an ex Lille player, yeah. of course. I mean, to be really honest, Matt. Joe Cole. I mean, the trouble with the Champions League 
Uh, did I joke? Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. The trouble with the Champions League is that um, it's a bit like, for us, the Forrest Gump of football. You just don't quite know what you're going to get. Because uh, you just don't. Because very few of uh, our youngsters have played at Champions League football level. It really matters, I think, to have some Champions League nows when you play in the Champions League. And I think that's why we lost... We didn't I lose completely. to Valencia because we were the worst team, or they yeah. were the better team. We lost because they knew how to get a result because they've been there and done it before. Very, very wily. Yeah, and I think that's what we don't have. So I look at that side and I say, okay, I don't really. I mean, you know, I didn't watch Lille last season, as I said, but you know, uh-huh. I, I know, I know Lorik Remy, I know Font, and I know Timothy, I know of Timothy Ware, and I know Sanchez, and I, I'm thinking that none of them would get into the Chelsea team even now so i'm thinking well we should be good enough to beat them but the trouble is are we are we wily enough to beat them as you said uh, Clayton? No, I, I mean we haven't got the experience I, I i think not losing is the most important thing i think if you lose your first two games in the group you're you, at you it. are no not have it because i i think did tottenham lose their first two Actually, games they did, didn't they? And liverpool they lost, lost their three yeah, away yeah. games didn't they? so I, i'm not I, it's not a must win it'd be better not to lose but I think, yeah, it's difficult. He's got to try and pick his most experienced team. And uh, I think there are... Maybe some, there... some of those promising older players can get a run out, do you uh, think, maybe? Tammy Abraham. <laughs> Ollie Giroud. Yeah. No, well, I, you know, I was very surprised that he didn't actually play Giroud against Valencia. Giroud had such... Or was he ill? Was he ill then? Cause... I'm not sure on, Sunday, on Wednesday. Or Wednesday. Yeah, um, because he wasn't in the squad. It was Tuesday, wasn't it? <clears throat> because he's, he's injured, I think, Oli Giroud. He's been ill. Yeah, he's been he's ill. Been Ill. So maybe that's why he didn't play him. But yeah, I think he's got to go experience. I think he's got to, you know, and and the most important thing is that if he does go experience, our two most experienced players, Pedro and William, have got to turn up. They are the beacon of inconsistency, and you really, really need them. And I mean, you know, you've got Hasby, you've got loads of players who've, who've played in Europe. Um, Rudig, if he's fit. Well, I mean, well, Rudiger's not fit, is he? He's not playing tomorrow. He so. might be back for Wednesday. Yeah, but but just, this, just, this is the bulk of the team could that won the Europa League could be playing on. Well, exactly. So they're not as inexperienced yeah. as we would like to think. I think the trouble is that there are a couple of players who are inexperienced, but actually more to the point, there's a very inexperienced management team. Yeah. I think that might be more of the point because Aspi and Willian won their, you know, that was their 50th appearance for Chelsea you know, in Europe, so there is a there is a lot of experience in that yeah. time in that team. But I'm wondering about the management team. Um, but, but hearing you say, sorry, sorry, Clayton, hearing you say play Pedro and William, you know, up front, uh, makes me think. Well, why why not just play some of these enthusiastic, talented kids and let them go at Lille? Be, no, I'm I'm thinking not necessarily both playing up front. Maybe one playing a little deeper. I wasn't talking about them. I'm talking about them being in the team mm. and giving the experience. Yes, you're quite right. Callum Hudson-Odoi played really well in the Europa League last year. Um, so I'm not sure he's fit enough to, to play again on, on that Wednesday. I don't know what happened tomorrow. But I just think that you need to have old heads and, yeah. and so that you are not outsmarted. And, and I take your point about being a naive management team, but our manager won the Champions League. He played over a hundred times Europa for England. League as well. Um, and the Europa League. Yeah, so but, I mean, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be... I mean, yes, he's entitled to be outsmarted by other managers. No, absolutely. But he's got a feel for what's going on. I mean, I might be wrong, but he should should have an empathy with with what the players are going through and be able to to hopefully manage it. I mean, you're quite right. I mean, Valencia beat us because they just had more... You know, and we can't mark for free kicks. Well, they yeah. have no, but, it, but again, no, but kicks. it was a it was a clever free a, kick. They they a, knew that they would. I mean, this was a team bereft of confidence when they went into the match, and they played like it for the first half an hour. They got a goal, good. You know, it was a, it was a really clever free kick. Wasn't defended brilliantly, I accept, but it was a clever free kick. And then they that's it. They got what they came for, and they spent the rest of the match kicking us and rolling around on the floor. Yeah. You know, fair play in the European, European football. Yeah. You know, we, we Mourinho used to do it every time. I've got no complaints against that, but that's what I mean. It's that little oh, bit of naivety. God, just a question: Would you drop out the um, Champions League to win the Europa League this season? No, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd actually like if we're not going to qualify. <laughs> yeah. I'd like it's not come, to qualify come for anything to yeah. not be in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if, it, we, better, if we can I guarantee think. to play United in the final and beat them. I think it would be quite quite amusing. <laughs> you definitely take that. Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> oh, yeah. take that. <laughs> I mean, the joy we got beating Arsenal. I mean, I know it was overshadowed somewhat by what else was going on, but if we can step away from that for a minute, I mean, walloping Arsenal four one in the European uh, Cup final is just joyous. 
It is yeah. joyous. I mean, the whole occasion was obviously a bit of a debacle in terms of it how was, that yeah. worked out. But I think you're right. I think in terms of not being in the Champions League, I don't think it's the end of the world for Chelsea. No, this I, I think just to give the Premier League a run, to give Frank Lampard a relatively basic first season in charge would benefit the club. Yeah. And actually, the, going deep into it, I think would benefit the players too because they would learn a lot. And I think that's the point. If you if you use the Champions League for Chelsea this season as a massive learning curve for the players and the management, yeah. and the deeper they go into it, the more they will learn. Then that's yeah. that's good. But we ain't winning it. Let's no. be honest. As long as you don't get absolutely embarrassed by somebody, then it'll be it'll be a good. I, learning I curve. don't I don't think we will, Dan. I think I think the United game, you know, at the beginning of the season was was a real outlier. You know, I mean, in Europe we got like a yeah, but a, I don't think we peak. will. No, I don't think we will. I think we're I think we're not as bad as as we're we, not. Uh, I mean, you know, as we th- think we might at, be. If you look at United results since the four 0 it proved mm. it was it was a very unflattering four 0 I I've got a sneaking suspicion, and funnily enough, I did a, a preview for the, some Brighton boys this week, and they asked me what I think the top four would be. I think we might sneak into the top four. You got a very good chance. Given United and Spurs and Arsenal are not really setting the world on fire. I, th- I said, I said, City, Liverpool, Leicester, Chelsea. Yeah. That was my prediction. Leicester going to come on the radar. I think yeah. they've got a very, very good side this season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of those Brighton boys, Chish, we're going to be speaking to are one we? after this. AD Packham from the Albion Raw. Love sports. This is the opposition view on the Chelsea fan show on Love Sport. Of course, Chelsea are hosting the Seagulls Brighton this weekend. Frank Lampard aiming for his first victory as a Premier League man- manager at Stamford Bridge. We have got AD Packham on the line of the Brighton Raw radio show. AD, it's great to have you on. I'm just going to start this with the fact that Chelsea have won their last 10 encounters against Brighton. What are your thoughts are heading ahead of the weekend? It's <laughs> <laughs> is, is the honest answer. I mean, that's the last 10, that's over a very long period of time. And we did uh, beat you in a friendly which is in, uh, at the Amex uh, a few years ago. Actually, Frank Lampard played in that game. Oh, well, there we won go. 3-1, in fact. So we're, you know, we take it where we can get it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, look, it's, it's not a great record, but uh, some of those games would have been in the old Division 2. So uh, it, playing Chelsea is not something that happens that often. Well, back then it didn't really happen that often, but obviously three years in the Premier League now. Um, obviously, it's about the time we actually got, got ourselves um, at least on the board. I think, you know, it's quite, quite disingenuous of Matt there saying that Brighton have lost their last 10 matches against Chelsea or something like that. You haven't beaten us for 10 matches. We've only played 10 matches, Matt. <laughs> it's 12 in total. Actually, 12. I, I so can't, they, I can't so they, count. They, they won the first yeah. and, of course, drew the second. But, of course, I was yeah, just trying FA to Cup, gauge a 1933, you know, Clayton, oh, Clayton, yeah, Clayton was well. there with his rattle. I was. You know. I was. <laughs> Um, and in 1973 uh, Ron Harris got sent off even though we won we've got actually I mean our our history there was a there was a game at Stamford Bridge but it wasn't against Chelsea which is in the FA Cup uh, in 1977 which was uh, basically how the um, the Crystal Palace rivalry all started actually Ah, oh, right. of course. Was but, that with uh, Alan with Mallory that, and, all, and all of that? Yeah, that, yeah, basically, yeah. It was. Um, <laughs> he went in. But there was a penalty that, that had to be taken twice. Um, that shouldn't have been, and uh, we scored the first one. And basically, yeah, there was there was a mass for all. But that was that was at Stanford Bridge back then, and yeah, and Alan Mallory went into the Palace dressing room afterwards and threw, put his hair in the pocket, threw a load of change on the floor. And said, "You're not worth that," and I think it amounted to about two pound fifty or something, which was probably a lot of money back then. It probably was. <laughs> probably true as well. Probably about the value of Chelsea's so, team that year. So, so what can yeah. we what can we expect from you tomorrow? Who 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 should we be looking out for? I mean, Graham Potter's had a. Are you pleased with the start you've made? Um, we're pleased with the performances, if not the results. Um, a bit like it us. Was great. It was yeah. It was a great start to get off against uh, Watford, but then. Subsequently, everyone's been we've beaten Watford, so that's <laughs> not <laughs> ideal. But um, yeah, I, the, the style the style of play is very very different from what it was last year. Um, the personnel largely the same actually. Um, we're going through a bit of an injury crisis at the moment. Thus, a very very youthful team that we put out on the cup this week. Um, There's only three senior players in the in the whole squad. Um, in fact, most, most there was people on the bench who are sure go to my daughter's nursery school, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's um, yeah, so not not 
not ideal in terms of injuries, but you know we've got people coming back, and you know we're playing a lot better. And I think we're, there's a very good chance that we actually get something in this game. I mean, you've, I mean, since you've been, they've always struggled a bit with goals. Who's who's going to be the main goal threat for you guys? Well, that's that's a very good point. I mean, we had 72% uh, of the possession against Newcastle last week and couldn't find the back of the net, although we came close a few times. Um, I mean, Glenn Murray's always going to be a threat. Aaron Connolly is a our new wonder kid who's he's actually been given a pathway to the first team this year. Um, and then we've, we've got player Neil Morpai scored twice this season already. Uh, you know, there's, 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 there's goals in the team it's, and we're creating the chances, but we've been quite profligate in front of goals so mm. far. So it's a bit, that is a frustration. What, what do you like at the back, though? I mean, because, I mean, basically our problem is is that we're creating a lot of chances and we are finding the back of the net, but we're very, very vulnerable to set pieces. So I hope that Potter's not been practising them with you lot this week. Well, we're always going to be good at set pieces with the, with the height we've got on the side. Uh, Shane Duffy's injured and he hasn't started the last couple of games anyway. Um, we've been given... Um, Adam Webster a, a run on the team and Dan Byrne is um, seven foot two when he's lying down. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so you know, he's, no, he's, he, his feet are already like going to be disallowed for VAR, and that's that's, <laughs> that's, from, that's from here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, our, our defence has been has always been pretty solid. Uh, Lewis Dunk is is a fantastic fantastic defender. Uh, um, unfortunately for him, he happens, even though he's a bright born and bred lad, he actually happens to be a Chelsea supporter, which is a bit of a worry. I don't know why anyone would do that. Um, but well, that that's uh, good, isn't it? Because he's got a habit of scoring own goals, so maybe he'll, uh, he'll well, get one tomorrow. Well, you say that, yeah, the, his first season, but he hasn't actually scored an own goal since. Well, so, as you said, it's about time. Ago, so, but we're, we're, you know, he's he had uh, a goal disallowed for VAR, by VAR this year already. Um, so that's another another one shocked us because we, we hate VAR already. What's the oh. point of it? Can oh, we, we, don't hey, don't, don't it. get Andy. started Crikey. again. We just we've already had a right <laughs> moan up about it. it. Um, Tomori, <laughs> Ficario Tomori was on loan at Brighton for a little while. Did, did yes, you get to, was, Did yeah. you get to see him play for Brighton? What did you think? Yeah, he played a few times. I mean, he had a bit of a fifty p head the first couple of games, but um, <laughs> he he settled down and. Uh, he was part of the, t- of the team that uh, won promotion mm. to the Premier League. So, you know, it was a great experience for him. Um, obviously, he came back to you and he went out on loan um, to Hull and then obviously to uh, Derby last year. Uh, and, you know, he, he's growing in stature. And, uh, you know, I mean, we've got nothing but praise for this fella. I mean, he, he, he's well and truly grounded, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Mm, Aidy, thanks for coming on, boss. Before you go, a quick prediction, a score prediction from you. Uh, well, you got all the goals out of your system this week, so uh, we're going to go for a one nil Albion win. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be confident. Oh, there we go. A first win in 11. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dream on. Lovely. Glenn Murray, he's, he's going to come back and haunt your dreams. I'll tell you who I worry about. Solly Murch, actually. He, he always seems Solly to be... Solly yeah. Murch, he's he, injured, he, so well done. Is he injured? Is he in, I thought he was coming back tomorrow. I'm uh, sure possibly. I read that somewhere. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, I mean Solly, I mean, he's... he's He's very mercurial. He's very up and down. He, he always be, has a good game against us, AD. That's why I don't want him... Absolute, yeah. He can be an absolute game-changer on his yeah, day. Yeah. Um, but he, he's been playing wing-back in this new system. Um, he's, mm. he, he's, he's had he's shown flashes of brilliance. Um, if he if he can get on his game and he can get at that last defender, he, he, calls absolute, he can be absolutely unplayable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, those days are too few and far between. Mm. And it's... Uh, you know, which is probably why he's still with us, because he's certainly got the talent to play at a much higher level than us. Mm. AD, thanks for joining our boss. We'll speak to you next time. Cheers, mate. Cheers. No problem. All right. That was AD Packham of the Brighton Raw radio show. Gents, he reckons 1-0 to Brighton. A bit tongue-in-cheek, I think, but your thoughts on the game? Uh, I, I think we're going to... I think we are going to get our first, um, you know, home Premier League win tomorrow. Um I've got no idea who he's going to start, as always, because we've got a few injuries lurking around. But I, I'm presuming that Frank will stick his best team out. Be interesting to see if Rhys James starts. No, I don't think you will. You don't, don't think, think so? No, no, no I don't a bit think too Hudson, soon. Hudson yeah. Adoy won't start. Maybe on the either. bench. Yeah. So that he's Frank said today they'll both be on the bench. So Aspie or in the squad. Yeah. Aspie, Alonso. Tamori, Alonso. Who's the other centre back? Zuma. Zuma. Or Christensen yeah. if he's fit. So it could be Zuma, but that's all right. He said Christensen was available. Oh well, there yeah. you go. He'll get the nodding. Then it'll be Cover. Jorginho. Kante. Kante. Uh, Pedro, William, Tammy. Yeah. What Maybe. about Mount? 
Oh, Mount, yeah. So it'd be Mount, Mount Abraham, and uh, Pedro. Pedro. Are yeah, we feeling yeah, for Barkley sense. at all, guys? Because yeah. another no. another goal in the no. week. I know no. we we had a discussion. Yeah. I remember right at the beginning, yeah. the last time I was on with Jonathan, and I, he's. I think when Ruben lost his cheeks. I think he's not getting anywhere near the first team. I feel for him. Yeah, so do I. Really, after the pre-season yeah, he had, and he still seems to be playing well when he's called yeah. upon. If it's not going to play now, he's never going to play. No, Chelsea. I think it could well be, uh, which would be very sad. But uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I find it so sad actually when talented players don't fulfil their potential, and I, I fear that could be the case for Barkley. It's a real, a real shame. I mean, the goal mm. in midweek as well was one of those classic men against boys, a quick drop of the shoulder, yeah. a quick turn of pace and yeah. a goal. The kind of thing you used to see on a Sunday morning when somewhere yeah. was 10 times better. Yeah, but also the kind of, on the near post. Yeah. 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 Also the kind of thing you would see Barkley do when he broke into the game when he was very, very young. Mm. But for, I think has been coached out of him, frankly. Yeah, I mean, we were basically saying, don't want to be unkind, but that Wednesday night was the sort of game that he just should have dominated from minute one. Yeah. And he didn't. He was in the game. And he was doing things, but there were, you know, there's so many times when he just gets you frustrated. Anyway. Anyway. Well, anyway. I'm sure we'll talk more about Ross Barkley. 3-1. In the future. 3-1 says Stamford Chidge in the game against Brighton. <laughs> a first win, we hope, for Frank Lampard at Stamford Bridge in the Premier League. Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 